Welcome to Brazen. I am your host, Heather Powell, and I am your go-to self-worth coach, activator, and overall empowered ass woman who is here to help others rise, leaving behind the bullshit so we can start stepping in to who we truly are and who we want to be. I am here to guide you on your journey, to introduce you to expansion in all ways, through deep conversations with healers, thought leaders, and change makers. But most importantly, by being transparent, authentic, and vulnerable, because that is the recipe for real fucking connection. My intention with this podcast is that you feel inspired, safe, and activated with each episode to step into your fucking power, to fall deeply in love with your life and yourself, and most importantly, to start creating and being the changes that you wanna see. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to another incredible episode of Brazen. I am here today with a woman whose energy, if you've ever been to her Instagram or anywhere where she is on social media, you know her energy is incredible. It's fucking immaculate. It is incredible. It is so powerful. Like I can feel how empowered you are from your videos, from your social media. And I, I can feel the level of energy that you hold yourself at, like that self-worth bar that you keep yourself at. It comes through in your messaging so much. So let me introduce her. Let me give her a proper introduction for the usual guys. This is coach Katie. She is a women's coach working with women in relationships, body image, and sexuality. She teaches women how to recover from losing themselves to slay codependency patterns and live from a place of true authenticity and power. Fucking yes, you do lady. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about yourself. Introduce yourself to everybody, girl. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm like, mm, mm. (laughs) your energy is so yummy too. Um, my name is Katie Henricks. I am a relationship and intimacy coach where we talk about relationships, body image, and sexuality because they go so well together, right? We can't compartmentalize these parts of ourselves. So when I first started coaching, I would, I would coach like with, you know, intimacy, or embodiment or like being an empowered woman. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then very quickly I was like, Oh, like you can't talk about these things until you talk about all these other things too. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I got into this work and, uh, I've been coaching for about 10 years. I got life coach certified in 2018 and I started my business very shortly after that and just dove in cringy headfirst content. Like you look <laughs> and I'm like, yo, we probably shouldn't have been talking about that right then, but we did. So. <laughs> oh, I feel that. I feel that so deep in my soul. I was just looking at some of my older videos, like in memories, they popped up and I was like, Oh, Heather, I love you. You cute, cute girl. Um, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're not willing to be cringy, you're not going to be good at your job. Not, not at this, not on social media. Right. So, oh yeah, whatever. absolutely. I, well, I think that your content is just incredible. I, and, and the thing is, I want to, I want to touch on what you were just saying too, because it does involve everything being, being in that space of empowerment and, and that somehow authenticity, empowerment, vulnerability, all of these have become buzzwords, which is yeah. like banana pants to me. <laughs> But it it requires that you do not only focus on the easy shit. 
It requires that you flip the coin over and you not only are willing to look at the dark and you're willing to walk into it, but you're willing to simmer in that shit so you can fully understand it to understand yourself. So you can alchemize that energy and become the woman that you're supposed to be. And then once you do that work, just like a, I don't know, spoiler alert for anybody that's listening, you just keep fucking having to do that work. And it's, it's not that it's as intense or that it is as, um, time consuming or anything else, because eventually you reach a point with your empowerment where you start to have these wonderful moments of clarity where like, maybe you're in a conversation that you've had before recently or previously in your life. And maybe previously in that conversation, you didn't vocalize your boundaries. You didn't maintain your boundaries. There's going to be a moment on your empowerment journey, on your growth journey, healing journey, whatever fucking word you want to use. There's going to be a point though, where you have a conversation the pattern has been happening in your life. You have that conversation. You're like, oh, bitch, you have done the work. You have done the work because you are responding differently. You're feeling differently. Your body feels different. Uh, you get all goosebumpy everywhere. And that is how you know. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can know, but that is how you know. And I feel like that's what you deliver your clients. That's what most of us deliver is those moments. And, and I think that one last thing before I turn to you here, I want I want to just say, I love how you teach because it's very similar to the ways that I've been following. And many of us do where you do not teach others what they are looking for. You teach them how to get there because it comes from inside of them. They have to have that holy shit moment. So how do you feel about all that? Do you have those moments a lot? It's so good. I, this is absolute gold. If you're a woman listening to this conversation, stop what you're doing. Like this is the real deal shit. Okay. This yeah. conversation going to get good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And, and I, I don't teach my, my clients how to be simply because that's not how you practice embodiment at all. Right. Um, so I think one of the things that I just want to like, uh, um, address like upfront is this idea of what a embodied woman looks like, mm-hmm. right. We or what like a feminine energy or what a, like a feminine led woman looks like. And so I just want to give full fucking permission right here. It looks like each and every woman on the planet. Fuck yes. Okay. And so, but but we don't like to hear that because we like to hit the beauty standard or we like to hit the, the archetype or we like to hit the, the one that's most coveted or the one that's most desired. And we want to fit into all of these little boxes that validate our expression of being a woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. When in fact, like the hardest part about this work is that very, a lot of it is self-validating. Um, and you'll know when you're there because people will start to respond to you in a very different way. And it will be, it will feel so fucking good inside of your body. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, and so that's where I think I, I want to, um, just make the distinction between performative versus authentic. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if I taught my clients what it looks like or what, what, how to be it, I, it would be like me choreo- choreo- choreographing a dance for you. And right. Then you t- and then you just doing the steps. So, um, you know, I, that was part of that really slayed me is like, okay, I'm a curvier woman. Um, I wasn't always a curvier woman. I, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, over my recovery journey, my body has not aligned in the way that I thought and health for me looks different today than it did 
eight years ago through my journey. Um, and I'm a lot heavier than it is within my preferences, but I've never felt so fucking good in my life. Oh, I love that. Right. And so like, that's what this looks like for me. And, but not, and people respond to that feeling that I'm, I'm, I am sovereign over that. Yes. Oh, the word you use my favorite word, sovereignty. Yes. Yeah. It's really kind of like the essence of what I teach. Um, and, and and you can't, you can't lead, I mean, you can lead someone into that, but you can't, you can't do it for them. So there has to be like total willingness on the other side to go there. And you're so right. I mean, this is about looking at, you know, um, shadow work, another buzzword. Yeah. Shadow. It's a shadow. No, you can't see your shadows. That's why we hire mentors is to is to pull out the pattern for you that you're so unconscious of that mm-hmm. keeps on wrapping you around its little shamey, victimy thumb. And, and yep. you see it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like so beautiful about our jobs. Yours and mine is like we get to shed light on those things with love and we get to do it with a good like a a tremendous field of holding and, uh, and with lots of compassion and yeah, that's where, that's where embodiment is, is, is being willing to go into the darkness. Oh, absolutely. Not in the performance of it. No. And, and I, I, I believe that, I mean, I believe that most people have the best of intentions and, and, that's not to say that they don't. That's not to say that the performative end is is necessarily coming from shit ass intentions. Sometimes it might. I don't know. Sometimes it might. But I want I want you guys out there to listen to this because these are the type of conversations to have with yourself or with others, you know, someone else who's on a similar journey than you before you go to work with a coach or a mentor or a teacher. Because it's very important when I talk about the vibe to check the vibe that you have with your coach or mentor, this is part of it. To ask yourself do they embody the version of of me the the version of authenticity the version of transparency the version of true uh integrity do they embody that yeah and if they do am i willing to that's the next thing are you willing to step into your own version of that cuz you're not going to step into who the fuck they are you're going to step into your own version of that yeah. and as you step into your own version of that and they support you during that journey they're going to help you realize what's been holding you back from stepping into that. And it's not going to feel very good sometimes, but that's another reason why you have to look at that. Because when you vibe with your coach or your mentor or your teacher, the space that Katie's talking about guys that we hold, it's very specific to every person. It's very individualized. We all have our own energy, the, the our personality, every little ounce of us is what you're getting when you work with us. And I have to say, my dear, the energy that you hold, it makes me want to go put lingerie on at 2 PM on a fucking Tuesday. It makes me want to just wash my dishes in no clothes and just dance in front of a mirror naked. And I love that. I love that. That is the vibe that you bring because it's, it's, it, you can't fake a fucking vibe. You cannot fake energy. And so thank you for just fully Stepping into your power when it comes to your sexuality, your sensuality, your love. And I know, I don't know what happened, but I know that if you're here, then there was, like we've talked about, there was shame, there was blame, there was guilt, there was victimhood. So if nobody's told you thank you lately, 
Um, thank you for doing the fucking work that it takes to get to the other side of that because you are helping thousands, thousands and thousands of people because of the bravery and the courage that you had to look at that darkness. So thank you, Katie. Well, thank you for seeing me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like I think um, for I am truly called to this work from that person, in some ways from the perspective of sexuality, sexual mm. expression, not sex. I just want to make that distinction. I don't teach sex. I teach sexuality and sexual expression, very different animals. Okay. And I think I was, I was truly called into this because I often lead with my sexual expression or my, you know, my like sensuality, if you will. And I am embodied in that way. So strongly. I always have been since I was a little girl, I tell the story about, (laughs) you're going to laugh at this. I always tell this story about um, when I was born, um, my, I was taken to like the maternity ward, like where the babies are, you know, like the nursery. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, those plexiglass little uh, beds, you know, and my yeah. mom said, she walked down the hallway. I was the last of three girls. So I have two older sisters that are super close in age. And I was the baby. And I, my mom didn't intend on getting pregnant with me, but here she is. She's like, you know, has this little girl. Um, and she went to go look on me and look at me in the nursery. And I had like squirmed out of my blanket and I, I guess I didn't have a diaper on, but my legs were spread eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Being spread wide open, like like little vagina to the world. And I was like, (laughs) that is me. Like, you know, in, in a way I'm like, I have always been this like open feminine vessel, very sensitive, very heart led, very like body in, in my body, you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously I've gone through different phases of that in my life and it continues to get deeper and deeper. But, um, I feel, I feel like that's just such a great analogy for the oh. way that I heard. <laughs> Yeah. Just like hearing the story. I'm like, yeah, that checks out. That checks out for yeah. sure. <laughs> Some of my clients will come to me and say like this, this embodiment stuff, this like sexual expression, the sensuality, it's so hard for me. Mm. Why does it look so easy for you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want you to compare the way that it looks like for me, because for me, I was like born to do this. Yeah. So of course, I'm going to have this like thing that shines out, and, like comes to the, to the center, to, to center stage pretty easily for me. That's actually something I've had to to learn to like gauge and modulate over the years is the way that I express and with whom I do it. And in the ways that I kind of use that as a crutch, right. Cause I'm so confident in that area. Sometimes I have to bring her in. <laughs> bring her in a little bit. <laughs> um, and, and that's been a, a real gift, but a lot of my clients come to me because they're like, I want to feel that I want to, I want to be that I want to have that permission. And so you know, um, this is always like, uh, what we can learn in embodiment sessions. So I offer one and a half hour embodiment sessions, um, for one fifty. Nice. Yeah. Right. Like pretty introductory offer. Yeah. Um, I, I like to, to do it in the evening, wherever you are. Um, and we get to play with sensual movement, removing the mirrors really, um, learning to touch our own bodies and it sometimes it can be in a sexual way, but it, it's, it's oftentimes just in a real tactical skin to skin way. Right. Yeah. Like if, I can't, if I don't have permission to touch my own breasts, right. I don't know how on earth, like how do we get to a point where we can bypass that 
and give someone else permission and like really feel what that feels like and slow down enough to get present with the sensations. Do I even like that when someone touches my breast? Yes. And, and this is where um, self-pleasure goes, comes in where I don't, I don't teach self-pleasure. I don't do it live. Um, but I, I have exercises around it also in embodiment sessions um, where like we have to know our own bodies. And so a lot of this embodiment um, work and in my sessions with women is getting to know your own body, your cues, your biology, your yeses and nos, your body boundaries, right? Yeah. And, and then that that's the thing that starts to shine through. It's not about the clothes and the lingerie and the sexy archetypes and shit. Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah. Oh, um, so while you were talking, all I could, I mean, I was paying attention, but all I could think about was the safety and the security and, and you were saying compassion, but the absolute, just like encompassing feeling of, I am safe to be here, that, that energy that you have to provide for your clients, because that's so intimate. That's so deep. So how, like, how do you, how do you move into that space with your clients? Just telling our listeners, maybe that's where they are. And I say that because that's where I would be. I would be like, fuck, how do I get this intimate and this close with someone if I'm working on it myself. So would you mind telling them that just in case that's the hurdle that they want to jump and maybe they want to come and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Safety is at the forefront of what I do. It's a staple in every single session I have with a client. Um, And so the first thing I want to say is that everything that we, I, I use a lot of safe porting. Okay. And so safe porting is a skill we can use just in our relationships. Any relationship doesn't have to be sexual. Um, It's you hear nurses do it. This is going to, I'm going to pinch your arm. This is going to sting a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Three, two, one. Boop. Okay. <laughs> it's telling someone what you're going to do before you do it. So yeah. it's a great way to provide safety for my clients as I always say, okay, you know, I set the rails. I tell them like, you know, this is an hour and a half. This is what we're going to do. Here is the basic outline of what you're going to be experiencing. Um, and then also providing a confidential environment is. Oh, yeah. Right. So I sign contracts with each and every one of my clients, whether it's a, you know, mini one month package or it's a whole year. We're signing contracts around confidentiality. Um, and I also say, you know, I have heard literally everything. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> everything you know, anything that you would deem as like weird or shameful or taboo or gross or creepy or all the other words that we use to describe human experiences, especially around our bodies or our sexuality. I have worked on myself. Yeah. Um, or I have experience working on with other people. And this is a safe place where this is not a, this is a shame free zone. That's what I say. It's a shame-free zone. It's a judgment-free zone. It's a place really to unpack your your patterns, unpack your shame. Let's talk about it so that we can start to look at it, have some approval for it, and start to integrate this shit. Mm-hmm. What you'll find is that you're very, very human, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, another thing that makes my clients feel really safe is the fact that I have boundaries. 
Oh, love that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have really good boundaries and I go at your pace. So I never really have an agenda for what I want to cover with you. Um, I just have the structure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we never go beyond, I always ask like, is there anything you don't want to do? Is there any like hard nose for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go at my client's pace. I so, love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully if you're listening right now and you've been like thinking about working with Katie or anyone truly in this field, please listen, rewind and listen again to what Katie just said, because I guarantee you any of the blocks that you have or maybe maybe there's conscious, maybe you knew they were there, maybe you didn't even know there was a block that you had that was holding you back from working with someone and it just got uncovered. Listen to that again. You are safe to touch your own titties, honey. To touch your own pussy. Yes. To, clit, to experiment with life, everything. All it's of it. It is banana pants to me that we, I mean, we're changing it. We're changing it so quickly, which I'm a big fan of, but it's banana pants to me that we've reached a point in society where a woman's body is simultaneously just worshiped sexually while also shamed sexually. Mm-hmm. It is used in, in the most patriarchal capitalistic bullshit way, but then we are taught to be ashamed if we bleed once a month mm-hmm. or if we let our nipple slip every now and then by not wearing a bra, we are shamed if we do all these things. And maybe it's not that someone's yelling it in your face. Maybe you feel the energy from society. Maybe you feel it passed down in your family. Maybe you just feel how so many things are starting to change in the world because women are starting to say, Hey, when you say that you have control over my body, but I don't absolutely go fuck yourself. Um, And I love that because that's another piece of the embodiment that you're helping women step into is you don't get to tell me what I do and do not do with my body. You don't get to put your unhealed bullshit onto me and dump it onto me to make me feel ashamed about my body due to the fact that you haven't healed your relationship with yours. And quite frankly, probably your mom as well, if you're talking to me about my (laughs) female body. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I don't get a lot. In fact, I, it's been a really long time since I've ever gotten someone saying that to me directly. Obviously we feel it in society. Right. We hear it from our government. We hear it from everywhere. <laughs> don't um, even get us started. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, and I really do feel like, you know, once you, uh, you truly are practicing this integrative work, you have integrated the shadow, you have yeah full permission for who you are as, as a woman, you are, you're taking full responsibility for your energetics. You are cleaning up the cobwebs of all the unclean things we do. Right. Very few people have attempted to penetrate that with me. Um, and if I, if they do, they, they get shut down pretty quickly. Um, and the way that I, the way that I uh, exhibit sovereignty in the world isn't loud through my mouth, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's loud in, in the space that I take up in the world. And so it really, like, very few people want to fuck with that. No, no. And that's really what I want to teach women. And that's what I, I really, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with feminism and the movement of it is because I feel like it facilitated that split. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately we're working on full integration of feminine, yeah. full integration, right? Like where there's 
not a story about how a virgin had a baby who was a boy who saved, who, if you don't believe you're not saved, right? That is the way that we create a global culture of, of damsel women. I love you. I love you. I love you for saying it as I'm wearing my Mary Magdalene necklace and it's just like buzzing right now. Thank you. As we talk about how Mary Magdalene was a whore and just this, all these things. I love that you brought that up. It just makes my heart so happy. Yeah. I've been really lucky to have sensational teachers that are tremendous agitators Mm. in the world on a, on like a spiritual level. Like you can feel their, you can just feel it. You don't, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, I hear you. Oh yeah. Right. You can feel them from, from so far away. And, um, you know, teachers like Nicole, they are, um, are tremendous agitators in the world. Uh, teachers like Perry Chase, who is, you know, one of my mentors and, you know, she will give it to you and it's, it is inconvenient. And she is, she's a shot caller, you know, um, we talk a lot about this, like, uh, the the split in the feminine that happened, you know, when Christianity, even like really a little before that, but um, <laughs> people love to believe what's convenient for them about the feminine. Yeah. What's easy for them, what's palatable, what's what makes their life easier, but they hate to admit what's actually true about the feminine. And is that, that's it. We're dark and we're destroyers and we're dominant and we're alpha and we're you know, we're all the things, but that's what I want to teach women is like, it's a fully integrative process. And it, t- it means you take responsibility for the part of you that is the saturated slut. <laughs> yes. Oh, saturated slut that I'm going to write that on my wall. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's like it's it goes into such deeper parts of us about shaming a woman for an appetite mm-hmm. right that that eve ate the apple okay now what does that say about our hunger for for pleasure for sex for food yeah food <laughs> for love for money mm-hmm. it's it's full spectrum you can all of it fertilize it no um yeah and so <laughs> forget where we are. <laughs> oh, totally fine. Um, I'm going to, I'm just, I want to say, I completely agree with the split with the, with feminism and, and I, I, I get loud. I I've gotten loud, but in my way, I guess is the best way to say that. Like I I'm very, very particular about when and how I get loud and when and how I use my voice. And I, I've actually recently had a few conversations with um, some women in my life. And even more recently, actually, I had a conversation with a new friend and we had very similar viewpoints on things. So, of course, the conversation was just incredible. And then we started to hit some points where just because we're humans and that's life, we had differing opinions, which is perfect. That's part of a conversation. However, the conversation took an odd turn because it was it was very clear to me that her standpoint at that time was fuck all men. All men, every single one. And now I 
fuck a certain amount of them. Absolutely. Um, I can name, I can give you a list. Um, but when we do that, we are breaking away from the one thing that we're here to do, which is love. And we're creating a divide, a division, like you were talking about, that is going to just take more work for us to heal. And actually there was a part of the conversation where she was talking about how chivalry made her sick to her stomach and how it was just this patriarchal, disgusting act that men do to, to, uh, kind of quokes women into bullshit. And, and I, I was just listening. And when it came to me, she asked me how I felt about it. And I was like, I'm just going to have to completely disagree. Said, you know, I think, I think when it comes to anything in the world, it always comes down to the intentions of the person. That's what it always, I don't care what group you're in, what your standpoint is, who you are. It's your intentions behind your words and your actions. I was like, I love when my boyfriend holds the door open for me. I love when he does chivalrous acts. I love when he does that because I know what his intentions behind it are because we've communicated those intentions and he's proven to me those intentions. I trust him. And that's not always been the case. It's taken a long road to get there on both of our ends. But I told her, you know, the idea in my mind to hate all men creates such a divide within me that I have, and I'm sure most of us women have had to do this. You have to be be very particular about how much energy you're giving towards hatred towards someone else, no matter what it is that they've done or you've perceived that they've done, especially when you're giving blanketed hate, because that is from you and it resides in you. And that's as far as it goes. No one else is receiving that other than you. So I think that in in these in these you know marches that we do as women in these big movements this revolution that we're making as women please hold dear to the fact you know do do no harm but take no shit okay do no harm but take no shit go back to the to the old words what are they um for the good of all and the harm of none add those to whatever you're saying and doing and if someone needs defended, if you have a situation just like recently where women, we have lost a lot of our rights, if there is defending that needs to be done, do it from a space. I always tell women, think of Wonder Woman. What would Wonder Woman do right now? <laughs> be your own Wonder Woman. And how would she take care of this shit right now? Because there is a way to do it with love and compassion, with the end result wanting to be overall peace and happiness for all. But there is sometimes when you got to lay the fucking hammer down, but no one to do that. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, for me, you know, I hear a woman who says like, fuck all men. And I'm like, well, that's like deep, deep closure. You know, one of the things I'm constantly working on is opening my system for reception, opening my system to be a energetic, energetically lubricated, receptive vessel. Yeah. Yes. Think about like biology. It's so simple right? Like that is really like the, that's the essence of feminine energy is that it is, um, it needs to be nourished enough to be open and then therefore can grow, can grow out, can birth out desire, desire, desire. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're closed up to that because you're so saturated, you're so in a spot of resentment and anger which ultimately cover pain and hurt and trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, I work with women on that. Right. Yeah. 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 Because like, well, okay. It's hard to believe that I'm safe. If I open up this thing to all of these dangerous men in the world, I'm not saying they're not dangerous men. There absolutely are. 
it's a whole different topic of what we've done to <laughs> men because of, you know, the split with the feminine. Yeah. But it, it's easy to believe, like, I am very unsafe if I open this, this thing up to all of this, like, danger and this pain and this harm and lust. I have so deeply integrated. I am so self-aware. I have come face to face and become intimate with my personal values, with my body, with my boundaries that I know how far out I can go. I know when to bring it in and I know how to create circumstances for safety for me. I don't rely on someone else to make me safe. Yes. Right. Emotionally or physically. I love that, that I I'm a, I'm a thousand and 10% sure that there is at least a handful of women listening to this. And you just spoke to their soul. Like we, <laughs> the last, like the last like 15 minutes of our conversation, I feel like we just like sunk into someone and they're like, uh, where's Katie's link because it's happening. I'm going to fucking work with her because Freedom. you just identified what I would imagine are collective blocks. Yeah. Oh, I love that. They are. This is why this is recovery. You know, this mm-hmm. is, is, uh, it'll heal. It'll heal something much bigger than you. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, when I got into this work, I, and my whole life changed. And I think that's what's scary about this work is like, people don't want to disrupt their dysfunction. Mm -hmm. We want to stay safe, even if it means we're dysfunctional and we're angry and we're victims and we're being harassed or abused or in something that doesn't work. We feel like shit about our bodies. We feel like shit, like, in our family systems or whatever it is, we'd rather remain in our little dark hole where it's safe and we know how to function in the dysfunction. Yeah. Then to shine some light on it, alchemize it, bring it out because your whole life is going to change. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And, um, because when you shift that people start responding to you differently. Mm-hmm. When you learn how to be the true alchemist that you are ladies out there, when you learn how to connect with your body so deeply. Mm. And I mean, this is, this is, I'm not even going to speak like it's my area of genius. I teach this, but it's Katie's area of genius. When you connect with your body so deeply, when you learn to feel the fuck yeses and the fuck noes in your body, when you learn to listen to your intuition and trust it, and in turn, trust yourself. When you start to do this work, you cannot help but fall in love with yourself in every single aspect. And I, I wanted to ask you, would you mind sharing a little bit about your journey about how you got there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I would love to. <laughs> um, I always hit the spot of podcasts where I'm like, am I going to share too much or I'm going to like take Girl, on this one? There's never too much. <laughs> um, again, boundaries, right? I think I've done this so many times that I've really like gone back and kind of figured out what, what feels true for me to share. So, uh, I think I need to start with, um, with 2008, <laughs> um, going back a little bit, I walked into a S factor class, Sheila Kelly's S factors. I kind of, the, I have some feelings about that company, but, uh, <laughs> but what happened to me there was extraordinary. I can't put it into words. It was, I went in for, I had just gotten married. I went in for like a feminine embodiment class to like spice up my marriage because at that time I didn't realize like, Oh, we're just like really incompatible on a fundamental level. We came from the same place. We had really similar values. I thought we had, 
I, I kind of like fell fast in love and just gripped on for dear life. And I didn't really do the work to find out that we are so incredibly incompatible. And so what I know now is that your sex will highlight your dysfunction. The level of your, of your intimacy and the way that you have sex is a sign of what else is going on in your relationship. Right. So I'm like, well, God, he doesn't want to spice it up with me. I'm going to go to like a fun pole dancing class, strip tease, get all sexy. And he's got to respond differently to that. Right. And when I stepped into that studio, something just very different happened for me. And there was like this light bulb or light switch or some kind of awake or turn on, or I woke up, (laughs) explain it. Um, and it was like, Oh shit. Like we can't go back now. We've peered behind the curtain and now we know how to connect with the body. And when you connect with the body, it's a lot harder to like uh, do life asleep. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go back to autopilot. You cannot. Can't, which is beautiful. It t- means you take res- more responsibility in the world, but it also is, uh, it's really fun. Um, so I, I did that. I got pregnant, super easy. Um, danced all the way through my pregnancy, pole dancing, right? Ooh, like, like, yeah. Pregnant, this thing is an all women's studio. It was like where it felt like my church. It was music. It was, it was sensual. It was emotional. It was safe. It was no, no mirrors. Right. And it just like, Oh my God, it felt so healing for me. And, um, I did their coaching program or their teaching program. I taught for five and a half years there. Something much deeper was at the core there. And I knew I needed to go into deeper sexuality work because I had a hard time saying the word pussy. Mm. I'm like, why am I having such a hard, hard time saying the word pussy? Like what's there? We would say, bring your hands to your center. And I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't feel right. But what are we dolls? Like there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, there is pussy there. And that is, (laughs) (laughs) that is your portal for life. That's where intimacy with self comes to a head, so so to speak. Right. Um, and so I did a program with um, One Taste, which is a very controversial company, but it absolutely changed my life. I started practicing orgasmic meditation. Mm. Um, and uh, well, actually, hold on. <laughs> I had a really traumatic divorce. Oh. Okay. Once my son was born, I we uh, he was about two years old. I left my house. Um, it was pretty extreme. It was very hyper volatile it caused me to have pretty severe PTSD. Um, and a friend introduced me to one taste where we were practicing orgasmic meditation, which is a literal stroking practice done with a partner in meditation. It is not sex. It's not, there's a whole, like, I'll talk, I talk about that in other parts of my life. Um, so this was a nervous system repairing practice. And what I learned from that is how to deeply connect with my body in connection with men. Yeah. And it changed everything. I bet. Like, sex was different. The way I dressed was different. The way I could like look at a man in the eye and like have eye contact and speak honestly with him and, um, and like feel him and be receptive and learn to trust. Right. It teaches men um, emotional intelligence because mm-hmm. they have that like main line to women. Right not for everybody. It is something that I, you know, normally I'm pretty private about that practice. 
Um, but I did their coaching program. I, it changed my life. I became a coach in 2018. Um, and dug headfirst into, you know, relationship patterns. I did, um, dialectic behavioral therapy for many, many years. Um, and I started studying the art of BDSM and other sexuality practices and fun embodiment things. And, oh my gosh, it's just, it it would take me two days to talk about (laughs) things I've done. Um, but I think, uh, to sum it up, I'm just, I was born to do this work to help women integrate and recover from losing themselves. Yeah. What I learned, what I know now is that I was highly codependent. I had zero intimacy with self. I, um, and, and, and therefore I kind of blindly gripped onto someone for dear life. I was terrified of being alone. I didn't know how to do life. I didn't know how to manage my finances. I didn't know how to attract the right people in my life, right? So I really um, gained all those skills and I sort of became the woman that I needed to be when I got a divorce. Mm-hmm. And and I love to give that medicine out to women who are kind of in a similar spot, you know, like yeah. really wanting recovery. So. Oh, you're a damn angel. I love that. That's amazing. It's, you know, the, the work that we do, um, anybody that's listening, that's in, in the coaching mentorship teaching industry, you know, that the core of all the work that we all do is the same. It's all the same, right? It's the, it's the door that we open first with our clients. So like the door you open is through body and embodiment and sexual, uh, energy, sensuality. And it, there's always a different door that people enter in through and it's whatever is ready for them to yeah, sometimes they come through a different door with me. Yeah. Okay, right. Sometimes yeah. it's like, I need emotional regulation and I'm like, great, let's dig into some skill around communication. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say to, well, towards that is if you're listening to this right now, maybe you haven't been feeling pulled towards healing with your body or your sexuality, sensuality, all of this. Maybe you haven't been being pulled there, but if you're feeling magnetized right now, if you're like, I just really, this seems like a yes to me, give it a try, try it. And when I say try it, it's it do it or do not. So do it <laughs> when you when I say try, do it. But when you do that, it's it's gonna take some time. And I I'm gonna get really vulnerable. First of all, thank you for being vulnerable. Um, I appreciate that so much always. Um, and to be super vulnerable, I'm gonna share with you guys something. And if you're here along with myself, I guarantee you that Katie can help you through this. So for for most of my life, a lot of it was blacked out. There was a lot of a lot of life lived as a child. And one of my pieces of healing was uncovering a lot of sexual abuse and rape that happened as a child. And within that, within that healing is, as we can all imagine, there was multi layers there. And one of the pieces was the understanding of why I always felt so uncomfortable. One of many reasons why I always felt so uncomfortable to touch my own pussy, to touch my own vagina, to touch anything between my thighs. And it was the skin on skin contact for me. That was a no go. I, I, I could not bring myself to do it. Now, that wasn't the only reason why multiple things had happened in my life. There were partners that were not safe to be around. There were moments of looking in the mirror and judging myself. There are so many things that created a stew of reasons why I felt that way. And it took the doorway of healing through so much trauma to help me get there. 
And I say that because I want to make sure that anyone who's listening knows that, again, these doorways into healing and growth and expansion, you're always going to end up in the same place. You're going to end up as the version of yourself that can respond to life in a way that feels good and that no longer carries the heaviness. But you have to identify where the spot is. So my hope, my intention with this episode the whole time was to unlock several moments for women that are listening because when i when i lead my clients to those who have a different area of genius than me in your line of work i have been leading women to a um an incredible coach named lucy lamp lampy i don't remember how you say her last name she's actually going to be on the podcast soon and now i'll be sending them to you as well but i send them to you ladies because that's your area of genius and when clients when i send them to women in this field there's always a hesitation of it's what if it's really dark? What if it gets really dark? And what if I don't know if I'm ready? And I I wanted to share my story and share pieces of that because I'm telling you right now that the relationship that I have with my body, with my vagina, with my pussy, with my boobs, with my ass, with everything is so much different and so much better. And it was a lot easier to heal the darkest dark. And I'm telling you all this because that was the darkest dark I could imagine. And I faced it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. And I'm not saying you're going to have the darkest dark, but if that's your worry, if you're like, no, what if? Yeah, what if? How are you going to walk through it? You have a woman like Katie who is going to be standing beside you saying, girl, I got you. You're good. It's fine. You're safe. So I just, I really wanted to put that out there because your work is so important. And I just want to, I hope again, I hope we're like click, click, clicking for women right now. And they're like, fuck, I didn't even know I needed Katie. (laughs) Absolutely. No, thank you so much. This is, it's so important for women come to me all the time who have been like stalking my, they're like, I stalked you for three years. Mm -hmm. I didn't say a word. I never liked to post. I never commented. I never DM'd you, but I've been lurking and I've been watching and I've been scared, but I'm like ready to say yes. And I want to talk to you. Right. Okay. So if you are listening to this and you do feel like, Oh God, like what if what if this is really dark? What if it's scary? What if it, what if I go down all the way? I don't know how to get myself back up, right? This is, this is precisely the system I help you create is the internal workings to be able to do that safely. Yeah. Because, um, what I say in my work is like, um, well, two things that I talked about today. One is that you cannot selectively numb. Mm. Okay. So if you've numbed out the darkness, the pain, the depths, the horror, the trauma that a lot of my clients have experienced and then have re-traumatized, you know, been re-traumatized, I work with a lot of clients like that. So one, I just want to reassure you that I can hold that space for you and with you. And number two is I want to teach you how to do it differently and how to, how to hold yourself in conjunction with me as you go into those spaces the next thing I want to talk about is, um, is that we only go as fast as the slowest part of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So if there's something that's like not opening and that you're not ready for, and that you're just resistant and stuck and bogged out by or paralyzed around, we don't go there until your body is open and you're ready for that. And you'll feel it. We will feel it on the call. We'll know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't, we don't do any of that. Like forcing, 
forcing to open. It's like putting a gun to a rosebud and being like, yeah, oh, bitch, you know, <laughs> for real, for real. Do that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just this, this episode is just, I've had goosebumps the entire time because yeah, my legs are like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just, I, I truly hope, um, I truly hope that so many women find you after this because I mean, your energy, like I said, I spoke about before the work that you're doing, the words that you say, the message that you have, but specifically the way that you deliver it, it's so needed in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, we have about 10 minutes or so left and I have to ask you about one of my favorite topics. This has been one of my favorite topics for like the last year and a half. And I don't really speak to too many people about it yet, but we're going to talk about it on the podcast. Cause what the fuck Let's do it, baby. Um, Let's talk do to it. me about kinky, erotic, lovely juiciness. Tell me all about it. Oh man. I have such permission for it. Yeah. Um, what do you want to know? Let's, let's talk about it. What? Um, Oh, I'll ask you a question. Someone just asked me, what was, what was one of your favorite uncoverings? I guess we'll call it for like a kink that you had that you didn't realize you had. Oh, exhibitionism. Ooh, tell me more. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank, thank goodness. A big deep bow to my ex lover who you know, I call him my, my yes, man. Um, (laughs) I couldn't stand any more than about 24 hours with the guy, but he, when we were together, it was like game on and anything I asked for anything I wanted, he was like, yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, In many ways he was as submissive to me. We're going there. We're really going there. Why would we not? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I rarely share this part of my life with people. Um, but we're doing that. Um, I enjoy dominance and mm-hmm. I was kind of not always right. I'm a switch. So uh, the, being a switch means that you like to play the parts of the dominant and the submissive. And um, depending on who you're playing with or working with or in relationship with, you can do either one. Um, and so he was very much like uh, had a lot of subby energy. And um, we went to a club one time, um, like a, you know, Okay. Um, and we went in having a conversation about some boundaries and things we wanted to do, things we weren't willing to do. It was all, we did all the right things. When we got there, I just kind of froze. It was, this is not the story that you think you're getting into. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. And I, I think one, I feel like I was with the wrong person, but this is what this teaches us, right? Mm-hmm. Is to go and go in with some boundaries and go in with communication with your person um, and be willing to play there so that you can find out where you are with it, right? Yeah. I'm, that was one of my fantasies is to go to like a kink club. And my idea was like, oh, we're going to go and like play with a bunch of people or we're going to, I'm going to watch him do something or whatever. When I got there, I, I we went to we went to this one room, like in a basement. Um, <laughs> there were a few people playing out in the open, and I remember thinking, I want to be that. Like, I want to be like on display like that. And I just did not have the gumption to get myself there that night. Mm-hmm. And um, in many ways, I really I realized, like, God, I get so turned on with the idea of being on open display. And like, I, but I get to practice that in ways that feel safe for me as well. Right. So it doesn't mean I don't have boundaries about it or that I'm just like some raging, you know, (laughs) just walking around be like, my whole titty's out. My entire titty is out right now. (laughs) 
stare at me. Um, yeah, but like, I, I, I am very aware of that kink and what it does to my body, what it does to my, uh, my pussy, what it does to my turn on, what it does to my whole demeanor changes. I love that. Yeah. Um, I also like, I love flogging. Flogging is one of my very favorite practices. Um, flogging is uh, kind of like a whip, but it's a, um, for people who aren't kind of well-versed in toy world, it, it, it can come with like rubber. Um, there's different types of leathers, but it often has like, like long tassels hanging from it. And when you use it, um, this is contact play, right? So I love contact play. This can be like spanking, whipping, paddling, um, a few different other things, but flogging is just one of those things that you can, uh, use gentle pressure with, and it's very like tantalizing. It's very sensual. It brings you into your body and then you can modulate the intensity of it pretty well mm-hmm. until it feel, you know, you start to like ride that, that line between pleasure and pain that can be really fun for a lot of people. And I very much enjoy it. So. <laughs> I agree. I, I am really start the way I started this journey. I I'm sure there's somebody listening. That's like, yeah, big same. Um, Ooh. I started it when I first saw 50 shades of gray. That's the first time I really dove into it. I, I know. Right? That's I, like most of our introductions to it are yeah. that version of it, which is so wildly inaccurate. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is a, a an entire, it's a beautiful story. Props to the author and the movie and everything else. But it's, 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 it really, for me, what it also opened up was the type of men that I had been in relationship with and the type of control that they were wanting and like their kinks as well and what happened in their life. So it was a very opening moment for me when I really dug into it and saw it as more than just a movie. I was like, let me just fucking see what, why do I feel these ways? And I started the slow introduction to several different things. And of course, on that journey, there was a lot of sexual healing. And like I spoke about, there was a lot of different things that came up and it started to unravel for me that there's so many kinks that I have that I had pushed away because I, and then this is pretty much everybody I would assume, and this is your area of work. So I'm sure, you know, I had so many kinks that I had been pushing away because I thought that they were wrong. I thought that they were gross. I thought that they were this about me. I thought that somehow there was something fucked up inside of me for having that, but I never really believed it. It was all the chatter, the BS chatter, but it was never the feeling of it. And so as I started going in and using them more, I started to realize that I, I have like certain permissions that I give myself and it's kind of like what you're talking about. I am allowing myself to go as far as I'm willing to go in those moments. And it has been the most beautiful journey for the last year and a half is when it's really been big. I left it alone for a while while I was focusing on some different areas of work to be able to teach later. And I've really dove into it and fucking a, like I let myself go to a certain point and give myself certain permissions And there is just no rush like that. There is no rush, like giving yourself full permission. I call it being my little slutty self. Like in my head, I'm like, girl, be a fucking slut right now. Like be his slut right now. Like I have to talk myself up sometimes though, because it's kind of like standing at the top of a cliff, like my legs and my body's like, no, my nervous system just is like, absolutely no, thank you. But I'm like, girl, be a slutty little bitch. Let's do this. And as soon as I do it and I'm in the moment, I'm like, this is amazing. Why did I push this away? And I I think it's important too for most of our journeys to, like you were saying, be in a safe space. 
it's so rewarding in the most delicious way. When I hear him have certain sounds or I watch him and his pleasure, I'm like, yeah, we're both enjoying this in a new level now. So I just, anybody who's listening, just know it is a journey. You're, you're going to have to allow yourself again, to do the thing in a safe space, have a guidance, have a teacher like Katie. Boundaries. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but try it, try the things. And yeah. It's, it's just such a, a, a beautiful moment when afterwards too, if you can, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with someone that you're doing play work with, whatever it is, the situation to be in a safe environment afterwards, to allow your body to kind of collect that evidence for yourself to be like, look, see, we are safe when we do this. I think that's so important yes. too. It's so important. I love everything that you just said. Um, and it, it, it's so exhilarating. It's also like, you know, this releases so much um, adrenaline and dopamine, right? So um, in some ways, like some of my clients are working on like sex and love addiction, which is a very, very real thing for the majority of us. Um, and so sometimes sometimes I, I, I coach away from it, but sometimes I really encourage um, like sexual exploration because it's such like a deeply somatic and nervous system regulating healing practice if you have boundaries, right? That is the key word. And so, um, and so you get to decide what feels good for you, what it feels like a yes, what feels like it's going to facilitate growth, what feels like it's going to facilitate intimacy and trust with your partner. Even if it's really kinky and taboo, it could be great. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that exhilarating moment where it feels like you're about to like jump out of a plane. Right. Uh, Yeah. And then the thing that you touched on, was you know, discovering what those things are for you that turn you on. I actually have an offer for that. My bedroom boundaries checklist, which is Very like cool. a super introductory offer for like nine 99. You can download this form and you can really talk about it with your partner, use it as a conversation tool in the bedroom. And then the other thing I love you touched on was what we call aftercare. And this is a part where I feel like a lot of men completely zone out for sure. <laughs> Right, like how beautiful, how healing it it closes the container mm-hmm. of sexual practice when we have aftercare. It does it it reminds the system that oh, these things are actually really safe. How did that feel? We get to do some self reflection. We get to connect with our partner or partners about what was a yes meet for me, what was a no for me, what would I do again, what do I want to integrate from here on. Um, yeah. And you, I always just like refining it, refining it, refining it. Then you end up with this beautiful little tool belt of skills and tools of turn-ons and boundaries and communication, um, that you didn't have before. So absolutely. Oh, I love it. I, uh, one of my, this is not, I don't think that this is like a, I don't know. Is this, this might not even be a kink. I didn't know that I loved having my toes sucked so much. Is that, would that technically be a kink? I think it is because kink comes from shame. Okay. So yeah, then yeah. But I mean, it, it it's it neither here nor there because we all experience shame, right? So yeah. we all kind of pretty much have a kink if we're aware of where our shame is. Right. Right. Um, so it's also just sensual. Like it just feels good. It is. So that's why I'm bringing, girl, whoa. The first time, now I've had it done. I, I have had that done by partners. And I also had a yes, man. I had a, I had a few, I'm sure you have as well. And, but th- 
Yes, man. I don't like I I I I need a yes man who is also like a caveman. Like it, you get you get that? Does that make sense? <laughs> like I need like primitive and yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So like I don't want you to like like just a little lick my toe. Like I want you to eat my foot is what I need, okay? And like <laughs> I never have really He's had starving that. for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I am into female worship like like I I want a massage. I want oh yes, please. And I, the first time I had it done for me properly, which is in the relationship I'm in currently, I was like, this is a new can of worms. I didn't even know that I love, I, now I'm like, can we start everything with this and finish with it? Well, I think it's like the closest that I've, I can imagine what it feels like to have a penis and penetrate. I'm like, God damn, it feels so like slippery. (laughs) And I'm like, go right and it's like warm and I'm like oh just your whole body is like oh so I love you do you want to go get margaritas and hang out like I really I I love this yes I do (laughs) (laughs) oh that's exact like exactly I the first time I was like is that why they love it so much I get it now (laughs) except it's with your penis and not your toe yes ma'am Oh, this is my favorite conversation I've ever had. I'm crying. I love it. All right, my dear. Well, we are a minute over and I want to thank you for letting me keep you over a little bit. And this conversation, your energy hanging out with you today. I've enjoyed it so much. Would you, would you want to come back on? I'd love to have you come back on. Hell yes. Good. Good. I love that. Well, before I let you go, what's something you're very grateful for right now, my dear? Oh my God. This conversation uh, for my career, I, I take deep pleasure in, sorry, this dog is also very grateful. Um, Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I take really deep pleasure in, uh, and pride in the career that I've built for myself with my clients. Um, and I'm just super grateful to do what I do every day, especially as a mom and a working mom. Like, love that. You're such a badass. You're such a badass. I dig it. Thanks one to no one. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, my dear, I, again, I very much appreciate you. I appreciate your work. Thank you for being here. And you guys, you know, the drill as usual, treat yourself very, very well and treat others very well. Have a good day.